Welcome everybody to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. I only feel comfortable when I lay down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. I wonder what that I says. I don't know, man. I think I might be a crack baby. <laughs> when I stand up, I'm comfortable as hell. <laughs> I like being on my own two feet. Oh my God. Y'all feeling good? <laughs> uh, I guess. No, I mean like really good. Like It feels good to stand right now. Um, yeah, man. I guess it does usually feel pretty good to stand. <laughs> Have a seat. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Something good for ya. Long as it is that you have. Something good. Alright, guys, for and ya. welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and as always, I'm joined by Captain Nunn. What's up, y'all? <laughs> what are you looking at? I don't know. Just talking to you. <laughs> I look just, at people when I talk. <laughs> I know, but you were like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, getting into podcast mode. That was me getting into character. That was you staring at a pic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Now that you mentioned it, it didn't catch my attention. Pick. It has the Jim Lun- uh, Dunlop logo on it, and it flashes. It's very shiny. So it flashes. that away before it distracted. Yeah, in the right, right light. I thought you were talking about like the pick itself actually flashes like it's got a light on it. I'm talking about the font of the uh, the signature on the D- Jim Dunlop deal. Anyway, I'm going to set this down. Jim Dunlop. It's gonna, it will distract me further. Jim Dunlop. That's what you were about to say. Jim, Jim Dunlop. Dunlop. <laughs> Crushing it today. <laughs> Well, we have to. We don't have a lot prepared. <laughs> we also got Mikey Black with us. Hello, I'm the guest. Yes. You forgot to mention that part. Well, we just have Mikey with us. You're yeah. not necessarily a guest. You're, you're like a regular person you're on the re- show. No, you're like a recurring th- guest. You're like the it's, third banana. No, it's either my show or I'm the guest. There's no in-between. Fine. The fucking guest. <laughs> yeah. Lead guitarist of the fill-ins, Mikey Black. He's the lead guest of the Something Good For You. <laughs> yeah, the lead guest. <laughs> lead guitarist and now a lead guest. <laughs> How's it feel to always be taking the lead of something in that regard? Right. Feels good. <laughs> lead guitar. I like it. Lead guest. All right. You get that as a pin, like a name tag. I'm the lead. It's weird because the lead guitar usually just kind of follows the rhythm. Well, you harmonize over the rhythm. Yeah. So why am I? Why is it a lead? Because you are taking the lead. So like when it's you know the solo part. Uh, the rhythm section, rhythm yeah, guitar, yeah, bass, and drum kind of fall backward, and you take a solo. Yeah. So that, that's the rhythm, lead. The rhythm, you take the lead. The rhythm gets quiet during the so solo half Occasionally, the time I'm a lead guitarist, and then I turn into a rhythm guitarist again. <laughs> you well, do lead good, all- Well, see, here's the thing. A good leader also knows when to follow. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That's pretty damn, uh, yeah. That's, ac- that's accurate. If you do it right, then yes. 
little piece yeah. of wise wisdom to start the show off. Nah, we're just being goofy. I know. <laughs> this show is also brought to us by Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out at www.reporecord.com. Also, check them out on Instagram at Repo Record. And while you're there, you can also give us a follow at somethinggfy. And we don't have voicemails this week. So, <laughs> guys, if you want to call and actually leave us a voicemail, uh, the number is 513-463-7439. And that's my bad. Because I, had, I hadn't been pushing it lately. I was really looking forward to a Rockfather question, though. Especially after uh, this weekend's shows they've had. They have had some. They actually did have some shows. So, yeah, that would have been cool to hear. Yeah. But that was also my bad because usually we, we remind them. It's just been a busiest fuck week, <laughs> at least on the work front. I mean, and as a result, uh, need a little head energy to pick you up every now and then, and I got something I'd like to get oh, Mikey's take shit. on. All right. Well, this week is also brought to us by Hate Energy, the energy drink we've been doing for a little over a year. You can get yours at thefillins.com slash store, and something we use a lot. Uh, we've been asking on the show, uh, which is, what do you hate? How do you like that segue, it's, by the way? It was, it, <laughs> you did good. I was I stumbled over that one. Oh. Because we, we've got something planned for that segment. That's why, yeah, yeah. That's why you hadn't heard it maybe in the past episode or two yeah. i got something for that alex and i were talking about this last night and i forget the right pronunciation <laughs> of it <laughs> this is great okay yeah go ahead but mikey you know those uh, uh i think they're called cajons cajon i could be pronouncing this wrong but they're like the little box drums that uh, open mic coffee house uh, percussionists play cajon like the bongos? Cajon. It's like a bo- okay. So okay. it's like a... It's like Is a, it just a box that they sit on top of? Yeah, yeah. and they hit the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's so fucking lame, dude. <laughs> he really does have something against those things. He was having this argument uh, with the guy over at Tommy's just like for a good 15 minutes about this fucking percussion instrument. And everybody I see that plays one of these things has that, you know, like douchey, the douchey <laughs> grin on their face. Like they're like bobbing their head and shit like that. It's like, I'm cool. No, you're not, dude. <laughs> Bring some bongos or like, <laughs> yeah, or like, or a djembe or something. A what? The djembe, like, like, they're like really big bo- a, bongos. Yeah, big drums, big yeah. hand drums. Oh, okay. I'm not but cultured. I don't understand, man. It's... I'm not a percussionist or a drummer either. Well, and see, you know here's what? the thing. I, I I didn't want to worry about that last night because other than me just now not thinking about it, hearing that last night, I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm poking the bear on that tomorrow. <laughs> so I kept quiet last night, and I was egging him on. I was feeding him shit. <laughs> I am genuinely curious why that enrages you so much because... I, like I'm not saying this just to be shitty. I really don't see a problem with those. Like it's it's, it's like, a valid I, instrument. In I my totally opinion. get it. I, if you're playing a coffee house and you want to have like the right amount prom- of per- cup, percussion or whatever, I totally get it. Yeah, there's just nothing cool about them. Well, I don't. <laughs> so, so you hate it because it's not cool. Uh, it's just, it's just, I just like poking fun at it, just because it really does. Look, like the some of the people that I see play, it just look dorky as hell. So you don't really hate it. That's just something to make. Uh, you just wasted our whole segment, I didn't and waste then you don't it. even actually hate it. It's just weird. It's just a weird instrument. It's almost like everybody has that instrument they don't like. And yeah. That's just that's just what I don't like. You don't like the box. Okay. I don't like the the other yeah, really cajon. How do you feel about trash cans? If, I don't know. If we're talking about Tom Waits with bicycle wheels and trash trash cans uh, use of it. Then yes, depends on uh, the artist. 
Yes, Tom I mean, Waits think, did that shit. I, I mean, I think Fat Albert did it pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds to me more like you hate the douchebag playing the box instead of box. That's just what I normally associate it with. <laughs> it's like the Dave Matthews fucking uh, guitar style. Look at this fucking douche over here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, here's man. Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that kind of vibe. Oh. <laughs> so I think, uh, so let's maybe d- dig a little deeper on that. I think you hate the college douchebags. The the college douchebag rock. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Well, but but using that instrument, is that really a rock instrument? Yeah, that's no rock in there. Well, you know what I mean. It's like when no, people that's say why dad I asked rock. The question. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. All right, like a Dave Matthews or a right. uh, Widespread Panic or like any Dave of that kind Matthews of stuff. Dave Matthews isn't rock. That's alternative. But you know what I mean. It's like it's in that hoodie and the blowfish. <laughs> we don't have to attach the term rock to it, but you, you get what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was just trying to figure out what you meant by rock. Yeah, just there's a list. <laughs> <laughs> you have a list now. Oh yeah, I went to I, I went to school. I went to a college town. Lived in a college town for six well, years. Why don't you start listing some of those lists off? What else? Hootie and the blowfish. <laughs> Bare naked ladies. Bare naked. Yeah. Um, it was Knoxville, Tennessee, so Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the kind of character though? So I already know. All right, so uh, percussionists deciding to use a box aside, what are some of the other traits that just get all over you about that subculture? Uh, I mean, just the, the there's a certain vocal style attached to it too. <laughs> I meant the person, not the music. Ah, uh, it's just because because like, we already determined that you don't hate the instrument; you more or less just hate the person <laughs> playing it. So that's what I'm getting at. What else from that kind of person just really gets under okay. your skin like that? Brent, I don't know. There's a term that uh, actually, this is funny. My dad used to use this term too, where they called like the Brentwood Cowboys. The Brentwood Cowboys. And, that, and Brentwood, Tennessee, was a ri- very rich neighborhood outside of Nashville, but they would all like. Like pretend they worked on farms and shit like that. Yeah, like, my daddy helped me pay for this truck all by myself. Exactly <laughs> that kind of culture because I grew up with that. That's part of like for my upbringing too, and being really? surrounded by that kind yeah. of stuff too. It's because See, I because I've because do, I've done farm work and it sucks. <laughs> that's something I actually never really thought about going into because I know you've you've given small things like that, like you've done farm work and such. But like in that area of Tennessee uh, where you grew up. Was it kind of suburbanized? Was it a bit more closer to the city, or were you out in the fucking sticks? We were out in the fucking sticks. Really? We were about 45 miles uh, east of Memphis. That was wow. The, yeah, and we didn't go to Memphis all from that what much you, uh, anyway. From what age to age? Uh, 18 years. Wow. So what What was like your first big taste of like a larger town? <laughs> it was Memphis. Well, I'm, why are you laughing? You're making me laugh. <laughs> for some reason, first, for reason, I just got Bon no, grew, Jovi stuck in my head, and I'm picturing Cap out on the farm. Dude, just, no. And I'm a cowboy. No, <laughs> no, I was surrounded by that growing up because that's when Kid Rock was coming out in junior high. And all my high school buddies ate that shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was ingrained. Oh, that that culture was ingrained in my He's psyche. Wiping sweat off his brow, staring into the sun. <laughs> One day I'll make it out of this fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was even that conscious about that kind of shit. <laughs> it was just ever present. <laughs> when did you decide? Like, well, it sounded like when you. So did you did your family move when you were eighteen, or was it a as it soon as me. you were eighteen, you were like, fuck this shit. 
Well, I did. You I went did, to college, didn't you? Yeah, I went to college. I did well enough so in high school. So you moved for college. Yeah, I, went, I did well enough in high school to get, you know, scholarship to college and all that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was primarily just for college is when you moved out. Exactly. As far as, like, living away from home for a lengthy amount of time and, you know, getting out of that. Because small town, middle of nowhere, West Tennessee. How, uh, how often in those 18 years did y'all really travel to like a city or something uh semi-regularly we would okay. do beach trips uh just every other summer and mm-hmm. uh my, my grandparents lived uh outside of arkansas nobody really cares about this bullshit no i'm curious keep talking i mean I, we did enough travel if that makes yeah. any sense no the reason i asked though because i also grew up in a smaller town i was born in charlotte uh but for a good 10 years of my life i lived in gaffney uh like we were talking about when right. Owen was on and I had relatives that lived there basically their entire lives, but they never exited Gaffney. They never like actually went out and saw the rest of town. Like they would maybe go to the beach, like kind of what you were saying. They'd go to the beach every once in a while, right? But they would get like anxious and like go, I don't want to go to a big city. Like just the idea of like them going to Charlotte, even. So, so that's kind of where I was wondering Makes about sense. it. So I was kind of curious, like where your folks land on that. If they were just like, we moved out here because we're just like, screw it, we don't want even, like the big city shit is not no, for us. Well, or... my, my dad did a lot of uh, does still does a lot of travel just because he's in uh he's he's in agricultural and and uh, does like the. Uh, business side of things as far as oh, wow. uh, sales and that kind of thing too so he'd always be just getting out of town as much as he could anyway to get yeah. clients because he was really good at networking and he's his own boss and everything too well then that makes sense then he's probably that that area was probably a nice little uh, mind cleanser right yeah that totally makes sense so and we would you know take it and if we could go with him wherever we take advantage of that as much as we could too on a you know reasonable basis because we were going to school and everything too and doing yeah. that but enough about that. No, no, I, was, I, no <laughs> I was about to ask Mikey, quit, quit trying to trail off on this shit, man. It's a conversational show. <laughs> you're acting like we, you're acting like we have a full show planned here. True. We, we, this is a show about three friends bullshitting, and this is something we'd be talking about anyway. So I'm digging on into it. That's true. Now, what about you, Mikey? You have you stayed basically in the Monroe Winget area most of the time? Yeah, I've always been here. So. And how, I mean, you. Oh, you mean like without visiting Charlotte? Yeah. Or, um, my parents never went to Charlotte for any reason. So we're like, Wingate's about 50 minutes from Charlotte. Yeah. From the heart of Charlotte, anyways. Yeah, like the downtown um, common. But no, nah, I mostly stayed in Wingate. Just hung around the neighborhood. Did y'all do most traveling it, like, as a family, like, go on vacations and shit? Not really. My fa- we went my camping went a few times. My family either. Yeah, no. Our vacation was spend a weekend at the lake. Like, that was always... Yeah, we would every so often do, like, a weekend But that's thing. not really going to the city. That's going even further from the city. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, no I'm not we... talking, like, Lake Norman. I mean, just some backwoods fucking oh, yeah, watering just... hole. Nice. No, I, when I was growing up and living in uh, Gaffney, we would go to the beach about maybe like what you were saying about every other year. Yeah. And then there for a minute, we went a little more often. And then outside of that, we really didn't do anything else. And there for a while, there was a good long, long stretch. I didn't even go to the beach. And that was after about maybe the age of 10 or 11, I'd say roughly. Went maybe two or three times the span of like that to like 18 and you know? I, but when did you start going into the city? Because for me, it was my friend group, 
I mean, you guys are yeah, yeah. already proof that they're all older than me. <laughs> so I was 13 when my friends were getting their driver's licenses. Yeah. So that's when it was like, ooh, let's venture into Charlotte and so see what this is all about. So 13 was about the time you really started. Thir- yeah, 13 Ooh. is when the shenanigans started. Yeah, uh, with me. It was where, like, we never went to Memphis to do shenanigans out when I, when I was growing up. Even, we weren't that far, but we never, like, took a chance on Memphis, really, all really? that much. Where, like, would y'all, where would y'all go then? Uh, there was this smaller town called Jackson that was a lot yeah. closer. It was about 20 minutes away where they had the mall, They had enough malls and movie theaters to go hang out and, you know, tr- attempt to be social at. Yeah, so even when we were in uh, Gaffney, uh, we would always travel out to uh, Spartanburg, okay. which wasn't too far away. Yeah. And even though that wasn't a big city, um, it, def- it had all the stuff that you'd need. It had a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. yeah. It did. <laughs> That's what I like Jackson too. <laughs> yeah. It, it had the infamous Buffalo Wild Wings, it, but it had a mall. It had, you know, a Target and a Walmart. They, it had all the shit you're looking for. So right. it, you really didn't miss that. I have vague, vague memories of like the, when I was born here because we didn't move until I was about maybe I think one and a half two somewhere in that area. Have y'all ever had a memory that literally all you have is like almost like a photo flash memory of it I'm and that's one, it? I'm having yeah. one right now, one specifically thinking about Jackson, Tennessee. See, here's the weird thing. I freaked my mom out with this one time. It was I was young enough to still be in a playpen. Okay, so however old that would be, I was able to descri- uh, describe to her the living room we were in and who came over and it was Russ with Cody. <laughs> Uh, Cody had been born uh, re- recently around that same time period, and he and Tammy had come over. And I remember distinctly where the front door was, where the couch was positioned, and where the uh, playpen was. And I remember friends coming in, and they had another small thing like me. <laughs> that, but that's literally the, the only bit of the memory I have, and that's the youngest one. Huh. But it's like, so I have literally that memory from being in Charlotte. But after that, uh, I want to actually say it was about the same age as you, man. Um, I think it was around, it had to be one of the, I know it was a early Annie scene show, and it was a show at Tremont. I remember that being a specific one and then think Clayton rode out on a uh, lawnmower of all things. George Jones style. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I I remember that distinctly. And then I remember also going to the milestone shortly thereafter. Well, aren't you punk rock as hell? Well, (laughs) mom's the pink for that. Wouldn't have known jack shit. No. So I, I would say around that same time period, I really started actually visiting the city. I mean, first time going to Charlotte and actually seeing like record stores and all this other shit that Gaffney didn't have. Oh my god! And that's what Jackson was. That Jackson was the place with the Fye where we would go just about every weekend and buy all our shit. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't really have much in Gaffney. We had a one music store that like jacked up their prices like crazy. Yeah, we had a music store in Brownsville, Tennessee. It was called Walmart. That was it. <laughs> me and my we had friends to go to Jackson were, to buy cool shit. Nah, we were all just mall rats. Me, Cody, Owen, yeah, and uh, Steve-O, which listeners might, he was the also in the diarrhea story <laughs> Yes, from Spartanburg. Um, we'd just go to Carolina Place Mall and hang out and do stupid shit. Is that the one that's uh, on the way to Spartanburg? That's uh, It's right off of 485 in Pineville. Okay. It's real close by from here. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different spot. 
Yeah. But yeah, we just go there and read comics in the Barnes and Noble and throw uh, furniture cushioning all over. Uh, <laughs> what's the store? Either Belk or Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Cody one time built a fort out of the, uh, like, you know how they'll have benches spaced throughout the mall? Mm-hmm. Cody took, like, five of those and built a fort. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he built a fort, and he was hiding in it. And, like, sometimes we'd all split up. So it was one of those scenarios where we all split up, and there was a bigger group of us. And, like, we all came back, and we're like, well, all right, where's Cody? And then it just took, I think Owen turned around, and he was just like, well, we don't have to look too hard. And we all turned around, and it's just this big-ass fucking, like, <laughs> you just built three walls and then stack two more and he was just like peeking over it <laughs> doing his little cody <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then mall security shut it down real quick <laughs> i'm trying to think some of the uh cody being the prankster that's hilarious <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the stupid shit i've ever really done in a mall uh i know that uh a group of friends wound up playing hide and seek in target one time that was fun it was uh it was actually that same trip uh, we were all down there in Spartanburg. We got bored. Uh, I think the next day, and we went to the Target that was. Isn't close that by how you met uh, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so what happened there was, we were we were split into twos, and I forget who was hiding with who, but I know I wasn't with Steve-O, because I remember hearing his voice as he was looking for us. I think I was, I think it may have been Stephen and Owen looking for us. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Either way. Uh, but yeah, what we would do is we'd split up into twos and we would just find somewhere in fucking Target to like place ourselves and hide. And it'd be like getting a trash can and put the fucking lid on. Mm-hmm. You would be in there for fucking 20 minutes. Y'all are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play uh, We used to play follow the leader in the mall. And we had very specific rules. All right. First rule, you can't be more than five foot from the next person. So you got to yeah. be at least five feet apart. <laughs> Uh, you have to follow the person, obviously, yeah. and you have to do everything the first person does. So we'd be like walking down and then someone would become walking the other direction yeah. and say, I'd lead. I'd be like, Hey man, what's up? And the next person, Hey man, what's up? Next person. Hey man, what's up? Just dumb shit like that. And then to the point to where, like I said, in Belk, first person would grab a fucking like one of those little throw pillows they have in the big, uh, bins. <laughs> Cody did this. He would, he was the leader. He walked by, grabbed it looked at it and then just fucking chunks it across the store and so natural i mean you know rules are rules the <laughs> next three of us had to do the same thing and we're walking out of belk and they got on the uh, intercom system about something and so we just fucking bailed real quick <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah, they're gonna arrest us for throwing some pillows <laughs> Guys, let's go. <laughs> move, they're they're going to take our Polaroid and put it in the corkboard back there. <laughs> we won't be allowed back in Belk. <laughs> How can we explain that to our mom if we have to come here? It's like a casino where just looking at the cameras. From this store. We need pants for school. <laughs> well, you can't get them here, ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, your son was caught throwing pillows. <laughs> it hit a baby in a stroller. It wasn't nice <laughs> baby started crying and everything <laughs> the best thing um here's a little fun fact for you if there's two escalators side by side up and down yeah if you lay perfectly bottom or top right on both of those uh the hand ones that also move right it just spins you in a circle and you just lay there and plank on top of it and it just have you actually you. done that yes jeez 
They have one uh, at Carolina Place Mall outside between the mall and then there's an REI store. And why wasn't this filmed? Dude, I don't think any of us had phones that would take video. (laughs) I didn't know how long ago it was. Oh, I was probably 15. Do it again. This was long-haired Mikey. (laughs) How did that not get caught in there, dude? What? Oh, I was... I'll show you. Your hair gets nowhere close to it. <laughs> I've seen people do it. Yeah. I've seen people fucking break an escalator doing it too. And that's why I was like, have you actually done that? Yeah, not for long. I wasn't there for like minutes. It was like a quick, like maybe 15 second, like, hey guys. And then uh, there I was. <laughs> I would watch this version of Mall Rats every day. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God. Well, uh, kind of digging into some random shit I found online. Uh, this was probably the only good uh, article I found that'd be uh, and it's actually kind of works as a transition. Have y'all heard about this bus driver that got pissed the fuck off at some kids? No. I I might have heard about the story, but I haven't uh, the I haven't dug deep into it or anything. All right, so sit sit back, ladies and gentlemen, and let me tell you a story about a Pennsylvania Pennsylvania bus driver that has been charged with a DUI and 26 counts of endangering the welfare of children after reportedly leaving her vehicle with nearly 30 children inside of a gas station. <laughs> okay, so she stops at the gas station and just fucking abandons the kids, all right? Jesus. How, uh, very important question. How uh-huh. old were the kids? Uh, I think that's coming up. Um... The incident began Friday afternoon when the bus driver, age 44, appeared, quote, agitated as she drove students from Northampton Senior High School. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) At first, the kids joked around about uh, the driving, but soon grew concerned for their safety as she began to swerve through the streets. When there was a uh, when there was a turn, a right-hand turn, and she took it going way too fast, uh, one student said. She ended up being halfway onto the opposite lane of the traffic in a video showing the uh, students ordeal. You can hear one kid uh, yelling at the uh, bus driver to pull over. Jesus. Finally pulled over the bus at the gas station. She ended up telling us to go fuck ourselves and flipped us off. Oh, <laughs> fuck these kids. <laughs> I was picturing it being the bus driver from South Park. Will you shut up? (laughs) What did you say? Oh, my God. All right, hold on. Let's take that back to the beginning of the episode. Cap, did you ride the bus to school? I didn't. Oh, did you? While Uh, you were in school? A couple times. Wow. I rode the bus every day. Really? And that doesn't surprise me. Oh, really? (laughs) Really? Dude, bus drivers are... They're sketch, man. (laughs) We've been... Oh, man, I've been screamed at by bus drivers more than anyone my entire life. Really? No yelling on the bus! Yeah, man, it gets rough. Only time I ever ever had to deal with bus drivers um, was if mom was sick and I had to get up and take the bus or if we did like a field trip. Uh, and then we'd have to deal with whatever bus Yeah, the field was. trip would be the only time to be getting on the bus, too. Here's a funny story, not to trail too far off from the news article. No, nah, I think that's about done. Uh, fourth grade, our bus driver put us on silent bus, so absolutely no talking. Oh, uh, yeah. we had silent bus, too. So, um... My friend right. had it's gone. It's a thing. Yeah. I know. I've never heard that before. <laughs> so, silent bus? Yeah, silent bus. Like, she was just like, Is y'all there are... duct tape included? No, just don't talk or you get a write-up. And if you get a write-up, you get kicked off for a day. Yep. And then your parents are like, what the fuck? I'm not taking you to school. I got to go to work. And then you miss school for a day, and then you're even more fucked. 
Supposedly. That's what they say. I'm having flashbacks right now. (laughs) Anyways, so she puts us on silent bus. Uh, My friend's little sister just started school. She was in kindergarten. And uh, he wasn't on the bus because he had gone to middle school at the time. Mm. So she's sitting in front of me talking to her little friend. And so I lean over and I'm like, hey, we're on silent bus. You guys got to be quiet. Soon as I do that, Michael back. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) She's like, and then, and the worst part is, is like, they make an example out of you, man. She's like, she's like, do you know what silent bus means? I'm like, yeah, I was, I was just telling them. She's like, no, 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 no. Silent bus means you don't talk. I was just like, okay, well, she's like, no. I'm like, oh, I got, dude, I was pissed. So I, I don't say anything. I get off the bus. I walk in front of the bus because my house is on the other side of the street. And I just go, bitch. Like, I just say it. <laughs> Whatever, What's I'm off the bus. What did you say? Somehow she fucking either heard me or saw me say she it. She could totally read your dude, lips, Because she was leaning out the window and she goes, I'm going to tell the principal you wait till we get to school in the morning. Da, 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 da. Oh and my all the God. kids in the front, like... Literally one kid rolled down the window just so he could go, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a moment I'm not very proud of. Uh, (laughs) Next morning, we get to school. I usually sit up front. I'm getting off the bus. She goes, Michael, take take a seat right there. She puts me in the first seat. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) All the other kids get off. She calls the the assistant principal would always stand outside and uh, during bus, like, let off in the morning. And our assistant principal was like six foot tall, like white dude, played basketball in college. So very intimidating when you're a fourth grader. Right. (laughs) And he gets on the bus and she's just like, I just want to let you know that yesterday he was acting up on the bus. And then when he got off, he called me a (laughs) B-I-T-C-H. Without missing a fucking beat, I go, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She's a liar. That's bullshit. I mean, B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T. Oh, fuck. But, um, yeah, so I denied it, man. Like, I was I was getting emotional, too, because I knew I was fucked. I was like, I'm in trouble, dude. I'm. Oh. So you were one of those kids. If you knew you were in trouble, you'd get emotional. Oh, it was the worst them. thing well, not, not, not emotional as a way to get out of it but i'm right. already thinking like yeah my oh, dad's okay. gonna fuck it yeah <laughs> like, i'm about to get i'm about to get, yeah, I'm about to get fucked up uh not abusively let's let's make yeah. that clear but oh, yeah um, we all got our ass beats yeah. as a kid but we didn't have abusive parents yeah it's it a big difference we were disappointed <laughs> our our parents legit knew the difference between discipline. but uh but here's the funny thing about it was i denied it and then it became a thing of like well it's his word against hers he was <laughs> off the bus so so, you know, it's it's kind of gray area. So I didn't get in trouble for it other than being in suspense all fucking day at school. Ooh. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they've probably already called home. I'm so fucked right now. Mikey, could you answer um, this question? Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm not taking any questions. Here's today. what happened. All right. So since it was her word against mine. Uh, I didn't get kicked off the bus. Very awkward bus rides for the rest of the year and the year after. <laughs> oh, you had the same bus driver for every yeah. field trip? No, this is going to school. school. Yeah, yeah, Oh, no. Yeah, dude, they get the same routes. Every bus driver has the same route. Oh, every day. 
Oh, so that sounds I got away awful. with it, but they did call my parents. And oh. so my parents were like, um, they're like, something happened on the bus? I was just like, uh, well, they already fucking know. I was smart enough to know that. I wasn't about yeah. to lie to them. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, she put us on silent bus and she caught me talking. And they're like, all right. A- anything else? And I was just like, and when I got off the bus, I'm going to call her a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you already and know. so like, no. because, <laughs> because I didn't get kicked off the bus, they were just like, yeah, well. It sounds like she was being a bitch. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, right on. Don't you love it when the adult agrees with the right. child? <laughs> it is. There are so. I wouldn't say few times because mom always told me, like in school, because I, there's no hiding. I was the chunky kid. I, I, I was the bully bait. You know, bullies could smell me coming from a mile away, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna fuck this kid up today, boy," and. So she always told me, she goes, do not ever initiate anything. Do not do this, that, and the other. She goes, but if someone fucking lays a hand on you, you finish it. She goes, but never instigate it. So And, she, and I was always just like, you know, but what about school? She goes, I don't care. She <laughs> goes, as long as I found out you didn't start the fight, we'll go see a movie. <laughs> she right. goes you get you get uh suspended from school for defending yourself we'll go catch a movie so, <laughs> so like, well, easy yeah so that was one of the few things that they would always be on my court on they're like you I'm know threaten you with a good time yeah <laughs> basically so alex is just walking down the hallway random kid minding his Who own wants business to hit me? no <laughs> alex is like excuse me the other kid's like what it's like fuck me the other kid's like wait what <laughs> dude do me a no, solid I, I really want to go see star wars this weekend <laughs> 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 no, this is elementary school crap. So I genuinely wanted to make friends, but they're. Will you ever forget your bully's name? Uh, you know what's funny is the one kid that bullied me most is now one of my closest friends. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Will you ever forget your bully's name? Like the only thing that was close to a bully was just some like douchebag on a football team, and like, yeah. uh, and that was it. See, because um. I wound up meeting all my bullies like in like early grade school. Like my bullies wound up coming out in like between third and fifth grade. That's when it was the heaviest for me. I was like junior high just because like the football fucking yeah. just football team shit. Nah, I was it, still the scr- I was believe it or not, I was not much bigger. <laughs> I, see, I, I had was. no business playing football. <laughs> see, man, I had everything going against me. I was a fat kid that didn't like country music that liked this weird kiss band i loved kiss since i was you know that young right and i was a little awkward because i wasn't into sports and everything else i literally had no click in early grade school i didn't relate to any other kid the few i did would be on video games but they would be like, oh, let's play Madden. I'm like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I thought we were going to play Mario. You know, that, that was how I was. So it's like, I literally had like one or two friends, but I will never forget uh, the two others that would mainly do it. And it's fucked up. There's another one was named Alex. Yeah. <laughs> one of them was named Alex and he was a dick. Although I did punch him, I, not punch him. I did kick him in the nuts one time. <laughs> nice. Did I ever tell that story? No. Not to me. Finally got revenge on that fucker. Uh, 
years and years of him just like just doing stupid bullshit he was never ever extremely physical like more than like maybe a punch or two but like he would start a rumor or you know start yelling at me from across the room he he was the attention getter type bully right um finally finally uh we were playing dodgeball in gym and side note about our gym teacher for some reason he was the only one and it was from second grade to fourth grade he was the coolest and nicest dude i've ever met in my life it's always the gym teacher i was about to say all my gym teachers have been the coolest really because the person that replaced him was a bitch <laughs> no but this dude he'd get us like lined up on uh against the wall and he'd be like all right guys we're gonna be doing this then the other and like he'd start rhyming everything oh wow yeah like start free- freestyling well not like freestyling but you dropping know, bars no but he'd be like you know we're gonna do this that and the other and uh something 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 and don't you know it because i'm a poet and didn't even know it all right guys let's go do it you know oh. it's just like <laughs> you know it's just stupid shit like that right so getting, he knew how to get kids fired up yeah yeah he, he was actually really cool and so we were playing um it was a weird combination of like dodgeball and volleyball it was weird. Okay. It was like we were still trying to get it over the net, but we were still trying to like peg people at the same time. Oh, <laughs> we did that too. Yeah. So it was like a weird like dodgeball volleyball game that we was were playing. Fun. <laughs> well, that th- sounds like some pussy shit. And <laughs> when you're spiking volleyball, spiking dodgeball, who's spiking volleyballs? <laughs> no, they were, they were literally the people the, I went they to were school the, with. They were, they were those rubber red well, dodgeballs. I'm saying who's spiking we those in elementary school? Uh, the people I went to school with in <laughs> Bumfuck, West Tennessee. <laughs> And in Gaffney, South Carolina. <laughs> Apparently not in Wingate. Apparently not. So uh, that fucker was on my team, and he wound up having the ball. And I was literally right in a position that I would have been able to get this guy. And I was like, hey, pass it. He looks right over to me and just fucking decks me right in the face with And he's it. on your team? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the asshole. Dick. <laughs> decks me right in the face with it. And it was one of those where it surprised me more than it hurt me, but it still caught me off guard enough to where it like, made me lose. It made me lose my balance, and I, I wound up like falling. And he like comes over to me, and it's like starting to laugh, but he stood over me like a dumbass, <laughs> and is pointing, laughing at me, yeah, and I just go. <laughs> Before Bobby Hill even fucking thought of it. <laughs> I don't know you. Dead serious, are you now, son? You Bobby Hill does that. I did, man. Fuck that dude. And it was a funny scenario because we get to the principal's office, and the principal knew that this kid had been giving me shit for a long time. And we both had to be in trouble. And the, our punishment was we had to start at the number 100. And this was during recess. We'd have to come to the principal's office during recess. And we'd start at the number 100. Negative 2 equals 98. Plus 1 equals 99. Minus 2 equals until you get to 0. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So negative 2 equals plus 1 equals negative 2 equals plus 1 equals. What if you just didn't do it? We got... Well... Like that's what happened. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> so we just got right off. See, here was the thing though. I kind of went 
fuck that. Yeah, right. yeah. I, did, I did it the first day. At my school, they gave us write-offs. No, all right, look, no fucking lie. I will write this shit down because I do want to have mom on here because I know this sounds like total utter bullshit. But Not I told, really. It sounds like public school system. No, what, what I wound up doing. It sounds like one of those movie bullshit things. Oh. I will have her confirm this fucking story. I did it one time and right as lunch was finishing up and the recess bell hit, I was running, I was about to run outside and my teacher caught me and she goes, Hey, aren't you due in, um, the principal's office? I went right around to her. I looked at her and went, no, I finished it all yesterday. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See you. <laughs> she never asked again. And the principal saw me. And she never said a word to me. Nice. She she would still see me in the halls, and she's like, "How are you doing today?" I'm like, "I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see you and your mom on the mic together. Just, it will happen. I definitely want it to happen. And I can't wait to just die laughing. <laughs> and doing all this school talk. Hopefully, this actually wasn't something you had. Uh, did you guys hear about the school of rock kid yep. that recently got arrested? Yeah. Out of all the kids in that movie, I didn't think he'd be the one. Yeah, he looked like the nerdy kid out of right? Nerdiest. And I guess it's also shining a bit more light on the movie because I didn't realize these kids actually knew how to play. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like they you learned actually, well enough. Play. You can actually find videos of that guy on YouTube. Like he still plays live. Like he's really good. See, and that's nuts. I, I really didn't I didn't think to really dig into it afterward, you know? So I've watched School of Rock a bunch of times and I had the DVD where it shows them like live playing everything too. Really? Yeah. Nah, it was um Joey Gatos Jr. G A Y D O S. I'm saying it Gatos. phonetically. <laughs> I'm saying it phonetically. Sorry, dude. Uh, the actor best known as guitarist Zach Mooneyham, otherwise known as Zach Tack from School of <laughs> Rock. And he was a cool little kid, man. He had he I, I he was the one character I would look at and go, yeah, stick it to you the know? man. Stick yeah. it to the man. Step out. <laughs> Step out. God, I don't watch that movie now. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll saw that, I saw that. I saw that article on, on um, ultimateguitar.com. Yeah. That was the top comment. Was stick it to the man, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, well, that's what he was doing. He was uh, said one time child star and current Florida man was captured by police four times. Florida man. I know. I love how they now just lump him in with Florida man. It's like he's currently a Florida man. That's why he's yeah, doing all this Florida stupid ass bullshit. <laughs> he was captured by police four times. In the last five weeks, after allegedly stealing the guitars and an amplifier, according to the gossip outlet, is reportedly charging, uh, reportedly facing charges of larceny and grand theft. Uh, trying to get an exact number on how many. Okay, what axes did they make it off with? A blue Epiphone Les Paul Prophecy valued at eight hundred bucks. Oh wow! A black Fender Stratocaster for six ninety nine. And a Gibson Les Paul gold top for ninety one hundred. Jesus, he's like, no, nah, those are mine. the ones at least been mentioned. All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're uh, oh, nice. that's a real. Uh, the, you can see his. We'll put his mug shot out. I and, like his uh, smirk though. That's a good mug shot. He's like, yeah, I fucking did it. Y'all remember when uh, <laughs> Jake Lloyd, the guy that played uh, Anakin Skywalker, got arrested for having like a shit ton of meth a couple of years ago? Oh my god, this yeah. is what this feels like. <laughs> All these. All right, really though, think about this. He was walking into music stores, picking up guitars, and then just walking out with them. So, uh, 
Yeah. Surely some employee walked up and was just like, hey, sir, how may I help you? And then he was just like, oh, I'm fucking Zach Mooney. And then they were like, oh, my God. You're that kid from school. You're Zach. Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking A, bro. <laughs> He's got the whole staff just geeking out, and then he just fucking walks out the door. That's literally what he would do. Yeah, and it's not like he was playing. In and a I like band. how he started out with like he probably walked in and he saw the gold top up in the corner. He's just like, I'm gonna get that one of these days. Mm-hmm. But he had to start with the oh, there's a video. Oh shit, I didn't know there was video. Yeah, yeah, I'm just showing them a video while we're doing this. Yeah, he's but, just kind of walking around with it, just playing it. And he never formed a band post school. Well, all right, or anything, you could did never he? play a guitar more suspiciously. Oh, that was that a man. pointless video. I don't know why I even showed that. Who does that? Who picks it up and starts walking around the store looking at other shit on the wall? That's just weird. I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna get this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm because I'm the kid from School of Rock. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what musical clout does does he think he has other than that movie? Apparently none, which is why he's stealing guitars. He apparently didn't save much. Of the, he didn't do much with the money he got from the movie. He never got a movie role or joined a band or anything. And kind of wanted to get you guys' uh, thoughts on this. I was going to have this as a thought to myself, but kind of maybe throw it out there maybe for the rest of it. Uh, this is an article that I necessarily, I do agree with, um, but someone had shared it saying, nah, fuck that noise. If you like it, where would you like as the premise of the person that shared this um, article okay. disagreeing with it? So said uh, it's it's essentially going across the high fashion Grateful Dead merchandise. Oh, uh, right. And bands that you'll see release, you know, um, like really expensive uh, T-shirts and shit. Vin- through- like vin- there's a vintage T-shirt market where people spend a lot of money on like, you know, actual 70s tourist T-shirts and shit like that. So the argument in here, which is and they, they were primarily focusing on the Grateful Dead. Um, a lot of people are adapting the uh, the, the skull, uh, the the little bears, the bears, the flowers, all the very, you know, iconic imagery. And have never listened to the band. Yeah. And the guy that originally posted it, his argument was, you know, fuck that. If you like what you like, wear it. And I wanted to get you guys opinion on that. What, how do you feel about someone owning a band shirt and not knowing who the band well, it's, is? It's like the, the first example that comes in my head is the, one of the Kardashians wearing a Slayer t-shirt. Oh, um, let, let's maybe okay. Ground rules. Let's not talk about celebrities on this. Let's talk about this maybe in a real world thing. Okay, okay. you meet, you start talking with someone. They're wearing um, an ACDC shirt. Okay. Okay, it's a good uh, example. But they've not really listened to ACDC even to the point where if you go, they like the one or two songs. They don't even. They couldn't name the song. They're like, oh, I, I just like this shirt. That's literally what they say. It's just, oh, I like this shirt. Or the Misfits is a good example, too. Misfits. Oh, this is a band? Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that sort of thing? Oh, it's lame. I mean, it is lame, but as far as like the idea of wear whatever you like, I mean, you're not going to get mad at anybody for wearing something that they thought looked cool, but at the same time, it's very annoying when they don't know what the what's in, what's associated with it. My argument on that was, because basically I commented on there, I was like, nah, I call bullshit on this. You know, this is just high-end fashion bullshit. I said, 
if you're wearing a shirt, you need to know what you're wearing. Yeah. I say, I don't care if it looks cool or not. I highly doubt you would be sharing the same opinion if someone wore a MAGA hat just because they like red hats with white lettering. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's not, ooh, wear something you like. What you wear is a representation of who you are. So. Okay. That was my argument with him on that. And he goes, well, how about, you know, just people need to, you know, you, you can't really compare a, a a political statement to a band. It's like, well, you kind of can. So let's say you're a venture capitalist and you picked up a Rage Against the Machine t-shirt. What's that say about you? Right. <laughs> you know, so just because you think it's cool, you still need to know what it is. And, and I think that's probably my biggest issue with people wearing band shirts. Is it because, oh, you don't know the band? It's you're that uneducated to the point where you don't even know what you're wearing. What about uh, I got a, here's another example of that? Is somebody totally being totally ignorant of uh, what an image represents Slash uh, thinking it looks cool as Sid Vicious wearing the fucking Nazi t-shirt or the Nazi flag exactly. t-shirt. Well, that was actually a thing. And because of Sid wearing that. Especially in England at the time, too. There was a pop in the punk community that was trying to repurpose that logo to be a punk thing and no longer mean They a would Nazi wear all thing. the Stormtrooper uniforms and all that shit, too. Oh, no, but you can't do that now. Nope. <laughs> Lordy, no. So, no, I did find that interesting, though, that people would still look at something like that and go, oh, well, you know, if they if they like the way it looks, just let them wear it. But it, weren't we talking about, like, really expensive shirts at that? Well, that's yeah. what that but article was talking about, but it, but my argument with him... That was what the person posted yeah, responding to the article. Because, right. because one of the things he also said, he goes, because when I initially met uh, this guy, he goes, um, I pointed at your Misfit shirt, and I said, I like that shirt. And instead of telling me, you know, fuck off, you showed me the band and turned me into a fan. We need more of what you did, you know, when we met, instead of what you're saying now. I said, but you've got me wrong. You weren't wearing the shirt, and then I had to show you who the band was. You said I had a cool shirt on, and then I showed you the band. It's, it's not that just because you're not aware of a band doesn't mean you shouldn't know of it. It's if you're wearing something, you should be aware of what you're wearing. Right. And, I found, and it's like it was weird that he was still throwing it back going, well, you were wearing a Misfit shirt, and I didn't know what that it was. I'm like... I knew what it was, and that's my argument so here. Part of, and half the time I'm wearing uh, just ba uh, all of our like underground rock band friends t-shirts anyway, and that's the first thing that people ask, what is that? It's like, oh, it's this cool band. People go out exactly. and like, invest in like the curiosity of it. So there's an absolute... And hell, if you saw the band live once, wear the shirt. Yeah. But I'm talking about the people that go... I, I will never be able to forget this. I might be able to find it because people kind of got annoyed with it, at least in the uh, punk community when they saw it. Uh, there was a skateboarder that was interviewed in that popular skateboarding magazine, whatever it is. And it was one of those where on the page you had like four or five different pro skaters and beside their head it had like that quick little bio thing like favorite food, mm -hmm. favorite song, favorite clothing brand, favorite deck. You know, and it was just a quick little boom, 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 bullet point on like five or six little different profile pro up, social profile of them. Yeah. So with this one guy, it said, what's your favorite clothing brand? And it said, Misfit. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Had because his style uh, was very uh, urban and he was very uh, rap influenced. So he was so. I would assume not very pop, not well versed you know, in, in the music the of punk, the misfits. Yeah, of the misfits, but 
the shirt he was wearing was the Crimson Ghost, the typical Misfits fiend head skull, but it had the two gold teeth on it. And like literally every artist in the early 2000s and every music video had a Misfits t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, hell, even Gene Simmons wore a Misfits shirt in a show. And the thing is, is he probably more or less connected that to the actual Crimson Ghost right. from the, what, 60s, was it? Something like that. Yeah. I, I still want to actually go back and look at all that. I never looked up the original Crimson Ghost, like, shorts or whatever it was. I don't know, but that's a whole other... Imagine that to be a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. Save that for closer to Halloween. What's up, Mikey? I got a whiz. I'll even go whiz. (laughs) Yeah. Intermission. Did you have a good whiz, Mikey? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I need a refuel, though. I need some more beer. Please don't spill it this time. I won't. <laughs> Cap, give I us some music that. news. Uh, controversy happened at the premiere of... Uh, what is oh, it? yeah. It's that Epics Punk documentary four-parter yeah. thing. I'm sure you've seen the footage, Alex, of... Mm-hmm. Uh, John Lydon and Maki Ramon. Maki Maki Ramon. Something good for you. His favorite drummer, Maki Ramon. He and uh, John Lydon got into it. Uh, Let me refresh this. Yeah, they uh, came to uh, blows the other day when they were doing Q and A for this uh, new punk rock documentary that's coming out. Yeah, we'll put a little piece of it in right here. Fella next to you, can you tell him? <laughs> Henry, Henry's here. Henry! Henry. <laughs> we ain't never met before. No, sir. No, we ain't, have we? Right? You've said silly things, but excellently good things, too. Yes. <laughs> and you call Black Flag a bunch of suburban rich kids, and I you want to tear your ears off. It... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did, but I didn't like the fucking music. It was boring. And I believe this agenda is that he's propagating, and he's not even an original Ramon, but he's propagating this idea. But I did the Blank Generation album with Richard Hell, and you took his image, and all you guys took Richard Hell's image. That's all you did. Yeah, and and you're still covering you're, your you're fucking You're talking that so you yeah. fucking did was take Richard Hell's in They did the Blank Generation right. album, right. and that's all, right. all you did. All right. That's all, all right. you Let's, did. And Sid Vicious was the star. That's right. He was, he was the star of the band. He was the star he was the best. for awesome he was fake great. idiots like He you. was great. Enjoy your he drugs. Ass. Fucking have a happy he kicked ass. Henry Rollins would have kicked his ass, dude. No, Henry Rollins <laughs> is sitting there loving it. <laughs> he's, that, he's that kind of fanboy where like... Johnny Rotten knows my music and fucking hates it. It's such classic Johnny Rotten. <laughs> so as the listeners were able to gain context, there's a punk documentary, a four-parter coming out on Epics, and they had kind of like a Q&A panel. They had Henry Rollins, um, Mark Ramone, John Vavardos of all fucking people. And Duff McKagan, too. He was part of it? Yeah. <laughs> 
and Maki Wamaun and Johnny and them getting going at each other. But that's been an ongoing feud. The Ramones versus the Sex Pistols are oh, just yeah. uh, really. That, that's been a long standing And not feud. just Johnny Rotten and Marky Ramone, but just that, you know, just everybody in both camps. For the most part, yeah. Um, because it's, it's known that kind of what. Um, Marky was saying in that uh, in those clips was true, which was the Sex Pistols kind of ripped off the Richard Hell look. Okay, this is going to lead into something else that I had my mind on for this week, but okay. we can continue for sure. So, so he's so that's already well documented that Richard Hell's style and look was closely resembled by the Sex Pistols in a large influence. So, what Marky was saying wasn't incorrect, but at the same time, fuck that dude, and yeah. he isn't an original Ramon. So, oh, and he's like the one guy that's still just riding that coat, riding those coattails like a motherfucker hard, too, real hard. fucking hard. Hasn't uh, accepted, uh, won't take off the fucking hairpiece that he's rocking or anything like that. None of that shit. So, I don't know. It's an interesting thing because when the Ramones set out to do what they did, they didn't set out to be punk. Right. They they wanted to do the Beach Boys heavier. With just two and a half minute songs where the melodies do, where the songs do the talking instead of, uh, instead of at a time where overindulgent solos were going on that's a whole other podcast and the yeah. Sex Pistols get exposed to it and do their own thing but the difference between the Ramones and the Sex Pistols is that the Sex Pistols were fabricated by uh, you know music industry people like not unlike Elvis yeah no and, and they kind of were I wouldn't say entirely I wouldn't say quite as much as some people may kind of you know get on them for but no they were definitely um they were definitely crafted by a producer. They're definitely the Elvises of punk rock for sure. And yeah, as far as like where uh, culturally more significant than musically. I just think Leiden's pissy uh, at both Black Flag and uh, the Ramones because they got to a second album. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't put the Sex Pistols like as far as like uh, that significant musically. And I'm a fan of the album. I'm a fan of the Sex Pistols, but they were definitely culturally more significant. Yeah, because there there is something to be said about only releasing one album and still being that band. And talking yeah. about and talking about subject matter that's really fucking dated that only fits in that time period, but can still resonate in like other subcultures. Yeah, it, it just kind of has to go down to if you want to interpret it a certain way. Probably but because it, of Johnny Johnny Rotten's diction. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> that's what he talks about too. He's like everything is super clear. Yeah, he heard everything. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, Rodden. I didn't put that clip in there. Um, but yeah, one of the other things he was saying to Rollins was, um, when I uh, when I sang, you could understand every fucking lyric. Just uh, at a jab at Henry uh, saying, you know, he couldn't understand shit, and then he goes, "So don't talk fucking black flag, pink flag." <laughs> <That bull. laughs> And if I was Henry Rollins, I would probably just love it. It's like, yes. He, he kind of was. Like You could see in his face it was more or less a, I really don't know what move to make here. He talks Ooh. about that with all of his celebrity encounters he talks about where it's like, even whether it's Johnny Rotten or David Bowie or Lemmy, he always has like really just funny like anecdotes about that kind of shit. And he's going to have a good one when he gets on stage about Johnny Rotten on his next special. His... His spoken words have kind of changed format in the past maybe five or six years, and I don't know if I'm if I'm quite as a fan of it. I saw him do a road show where he was uh, showing photos of his world travels. Oh yeah, and he had a 
specific story. He would just find r- photos at random and had a story for every one. Well, see, that would be interesting. That would, and he did two and a half hours of it, and I loved it. Hell yeah, no, that, I, w- I would actually be interested in seeing that. But I don't know. I watched like uh, I, I think he's done like some of the Wacken, if I'm saying that. Wacken, yeah. Vakken. Vakken. I saw that. That was kind of weird though, because it it's at a big heavy metal festival, and he's just doing his spoken word thing on that big ass stage. Right, but I know how to ignore an audience and you know still listen to the content. Right. It feels like the content is turning into more of a long diatribe of long sentences that could just easily be shortened up you know i haven't thought that that hard about it but he does like, ramble but he does like ramble. one of like one of my favorite stories and you talking about the celebrity thing one of my favorite stories of his was talking about he went to like the grammys or something and like the and he's always talking and he was talking about like grabbing all the free food off the table i've heard, I've and, heard that story you know, with, with, he, with the uma thurman and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah i remember that one and and i uh, i want to say like uh, one of his buddies was just like, hey, come to the Oscar with me. He's like, okay. So he like rolls out and stuck his cargo shorts and his black t-shirt that he's been sleeping in for the last three days and hasn't showered and yeah. barely combed his hair and he's starving. So as soon as he gets there, he runs to the buffet table and starts eating all the stuff. Those were some really great funny stories and talking about uh, working at the pet shop. Bun bun. <laughs> all those were great ones. And now it's like I listen to it and he's like he'll like talk about the Ramones and as much as I love the Ramones and respect and know, and you know, I have a strong personal, you know, feeling toward them. He'll go like, and the sonic blast that went through the speakers and resonated through the deepest parts of my inner soul, pulling out this demon inside of me. that I'm just like, okay, get to the fucking point. He didn't get do it. that he, when I went and saw him all that much. I know what you're talking about, though. He does do that a lot. He's been doing that a lot more lately, and I'm also sitting here just going, get to the point, Henry. <laughs> Tell me about a weird travel. Tell me a funny story, but wrap it up on the analogy. <laughs> His analogies go way too far sometimes. Owen's starting to make a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah. you, Owen. <laughs> they got new music coming out. Yes, they finally uh, they finally talked about that, and they've posted the uh, album cover. And I've seen it in person. You seen it in person. You heard yeah. the fucking thing. Yeah, now I've seen it. <laughs> I heard it. Now I seen it. <laughs> yep. it. Looks good. It does look good. I'm still not sure about that title though. What's the title of it? Rough riding or riding rough? Oh riding yeah, rough. riding rough. <laughs> It really does sound like the title of a gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) Ours was hipster killer. Flashback camp on the farm. (laughs) (laughs) The album cover needs to be Cap like cleaning the hoof of like a a horse. Like he's got the leg pulled up and he's like an assless chaps turning to the camera making the kissy face. (laughs) You want to hear something fucked up? You want to hear something fucked up? The uh, town that I would do all the farm work in was called Nutbush. Oh yeah! <laughs> I Run swear rough to Christ, Nutbush. Yep. <laughs> if they ever 
that's what they need to do if they record a live EP. Oh God! Go to Nutbush, Tennessee, play <laughs> a show there, and release the Alcott riding rough in Nutbush, Tennessee. We would have to do the fucking Grateful Dead thing. We're just just sneak into playing in this piece of property for free. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. I love you guys. I'm not making fun of you. No, see, it, regardless, it's it's it works with when you see the album cover. When folks see the album cover, it makes sense. But the title on its own. <laughs> the born heister I, I look for, we, we, we we look forward to it it's going to be fucking i still cool. giggle it riding dirty even though that just means you have you know contraband with you right <laughs> but it's still just now means i get the song stuck right riding dirty <laughs> <laughs> you ride with cock out <laughs> train man's like they see me rolling in a space train <laughs> I know. I wish Train Man had called back. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> Fucking Train Man. <laughs> What's been going on with you, Mikey? I actually I noticed this fucking burn on your arm. Yeah, I thought dude, it was. A, I, I saw on your Instagram that initially it looked like like wrapped up, you know, from like workout or whatever. <laughs> so what happened? I was cooking. Um, my girlfriend got some coupons for HelloFresh, which is one of those food delivery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sponsored so they the send you... No, fuck HelloFresh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they send you all the ingredients in the mail, and they give you a recipe to follow. Right. And she got a pretty good deal on it, so she's like, fuck it, we'll, we'll do this for a couple of weeks until yeah. the deal runs out, and then we'll cancel it. So it was like, the recipe we had was some kind of pork, um, pasta... There's like pasta noodles, some sauce, some peppers, mm-hmm. and then pork. So you had to boil the noodles, you had to cut up the pepper, season it, and then bake it in the oven. And then you also had to fry up the pork in the um, uh, frying pan. So Get I had to a, the part where you burn your fucking No, head. this isn't. What, what this is is, hold part. on. Actually, yeah, I'm sorry because Cap interrupted you. Pause a second. Why do you like rushing stories? Because I want to get to the good parts. Context is everything. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> I thought I'd be cute. All right, actually, you know what? It's, it's, I thought I was being cute. Actually, being cute kind of is the. You'll hear the rest of the story. All right. Anyways. <laughs> so I got. Uh, Boiling noodles. I got some peppers in the oven that are roasting, mm. and that timer's like pretty close to going off. And then I got a uh, frying pan filled with oil, and I cut open the pork package. And meanwhile, you know, my girlfriend's chilling in the kitchen, just watching me like throw all this together and cooking. And I'm uh, a few uh, broccoli wands deep myself, <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm having fun cooking and I got this hot pan of grease and I just take the pork and like, I try to do some kind of artsy, like I'm going to toss the pork into the frying pan. <laughs> You're do like salt bay yeah, or so some I was shit. Like, and then the, the fucking grease was like, Wapa! <laughs> cause you were being cute. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> And so, it totally backfired. So it splashed up onto my forearm and my belly, too. I actually have... Oh, shit. Got that little guy right there. You can't see it on the microphone. I know. Mike, you looked at the microphone. Mike, you looked at the microphone as if he was like trying to get his nipple in frame. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, you're just flashing us. But for context for me, it's pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. So I've just been keeping it wrapped up in a Band-Aid with some uh, antibiotic cream. Yeah. That's about it. Not really anything crazy. Have you ever gotten anything like that, though, while uh, working in the kitchen? A few times, but not this bad. Has that been the like, wor- worst one? 
definitely. Like I said, it definitely. It looked like a fucking hamster got yeah, a hold of you. Yeah, you said that was a week ago. Oh, uh, yeah. And the crazy part is, is that most of it got right on my hand. But, like, you got such tough skin on your hand, you can't even yeah. tell. Yeah. Like, the bulk of it splashed right there, but it, you can't even see it. Wow. It's like, I'm Does it still, still feel numb and kind of weird? No, it's fine. My really? I'm still shredding guitar like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, it's my right hand, so it's just my picking hand. Still, that's important. <laughs> yeah. I, I, use, I cheat and use a lot of legato. <laughs> Hell. You can't see it now. Uh, you can mainly see it uh, when it warms up some, and I'm not always wearing long sleeves. <clears throat> but when I was working at um, the Penguin, it was a super busy uh, Friday night rush. Mm-hmm. And the fryer baskets we had, they were good, but you know how on the edge of the basket, there's the lip that you know yeah, you can hook it back up so it's not in the grease yeah yeah uh that one on one or two of them was just kind of slightly bent so it's like it would go in and kind of be tilted and i was trying to get it up there and i put it up and as soon as i turn around i bump it and as soon as i bump it the fucking basket flipped and landed right on my arm and it was i literally it was in one swift motion of like pick it up and just put it there that way i can take care of it in a second so that hot grease was still dripping off of it and that metal was still scorching and as soon as i turned around and i bumped it it just did that and landed right on my arm and on my um my chick i've got on my left um hand somewhere on her ass when i when i get a little sun you'll start seeing a white mark come across it (laughs) so i had to kind of i accepted that a little later i was like that's that's kind of appropriate i'll take that (laughs) it works i've legit set myself on fire before what yeah um so man i was maybe 14 Maybe 14. So I still had my long hair, too. That yeah. really sucked. Um, but my mom had, like, a shit ton of stuff, like, just papers. Like, I guess either bills or statements or whatever. Yeah. Just she wanted to get rid of. And we had a paper shredder, but it was a lot of shit. I'm like, nah, I'm going to take this outside and burn it in mm-hmm. the um, in the barrel outside. Like, you know, one of those a burn barrels. Barrel. Yeah. <gasps> So uh, I jump a shit ton of it in there. I set it on fire. And then, you know, paper, it doesn't really, like, flame up. It just kind of smolders and yeah. cinders until it's all gone. It goes poof and it's gone. But right. I wasn't satisfied with that. I wanted some flames. Like, like, it was more like you light the envelope and it slowly starts to burn to the middle. Mm. There was no actual flame coming up when I lit it. So I got a good fire going out of it, and then it quickly went out, and it was all just kind of cindering and embering. And I was like, nah, I'm, there's still a bunch of paper left under there. It needs to be burned. So I pour some gasoline on it, and then I stop pouring, and I look at it. I'm like, mm, nah, just a little, a little more. So I pour some more, and it fucking like, poof. It's always so when you go the, the whole extra bar- <laughs> mile, Mikey. <laughs> so the whole barrel is now up in flames. The flame shot up the... um like the stream itself uh-huh. from the there, there's a if you not seen the facebook video yeah. that exact same thing happened to a guy <laughs> yeah. and he flung the, uh, the can caught all caught the, the fucking- <laughs> dude that's what i did so it shot Holy up shit. of course instantly i dropped the shit and so now the yard's on fire but I also splashed a good bit on myself so my oh shirt's my on fire so oh, wow. first instinct is not stop drop and roll 
I don't did tell you that <laughs> over and over again. Stop, drop, and roll. No, first instinct was take my shirt off. So I took my shirt off. That solved the problem. My shirt was yeah. mainly what was on fire. So that That's helped. Smart, though. Yeah. So I took my and shirt stop, off. Stop, drop, and roll applies for when you have like skin burning. But then yeah. I threw my well, shirt did, on the tree I and the tree some, caught uh, fire. I had some burns on my torso and my arms, but well, it wasn't I'd too bad. Shit. My shirt was fucked, dude. That shirt was ruined. <laughs> but um, so I quickly like take my shirt off, like pat myself to make sure I'm not yeah, still yeah, on yeah. fire. Uh, turn around yards fucking on fire now so I swear you're <laughs> I was just joking around saying like <laughs> no, I threw yard... my shirt on the ground <laughs> I was literally joking about that but that happened yeah yeah I took my shirt off threw it on the ground yards on fire sprint to the water hose cut it on and then put that out watering as fast as gasoline I can. well I was spraying the yard okay. like where it was yeah, burning yeah, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. gasoline jug I just kind of sprayed around it and then kind of let it <laughs> burn itself out <laughs> And then uh, again, where course, are your folks? Well, my dad was uh, gone because he's a truck driver, so yeah, he's yeah. on the road. And then my mom was just inside because you know it's not on. All right, so here's just the thing. Not giving a fuck. <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, here's hold the on. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, to many people, that sounds crazy, but we've always like because we have a big yard, so we've always like raked leaves, you were an outside kid. burn them in a pile. Like this is my this isn't my first time fucking around with yeah. a fire. So no, that mom, makes absolute sense. Yeah, yeah. I was I was raised the same way. I'm just imagining because I know the <laughs> setup of your house. I imagine your mom sitting in that chair that's kind of facing the couch on the left side of the TV. Mm-hmm. I imagine her just sitting in that just chair. Just knitting or something. like <laughs> Re- Reading the book. And, in the and background. that window that's right beside the fucking chair. Just, just that vision. Like, just, run, just running around on fire. And like, and like, no, no, no. No audio. No audio. It would be like whatever chill music's in the living room that she's listening to after cleaning or whatever. Right. She's just sitting there reading a book, maybe enjoying a nice glass of tea. And Mikey's just running around the fucking Back in the yard. I'm on fire, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, like, really, it all happened in the span of like less than a minute, dude. Like, once you're on fire, you move quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's a real reason for lighting a fire under your ass. That's yeah. like some Richard Pryor shit where he says, "I had a milk and a cookie, and the shit blew up." <laughs> so that happened. The only uh, thing I can really think. Oh, and I had to get a haircut the next day because all my ends were singed. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Do you still have eyebrows? Yeah. Honestly, it didn't singe them too bad. It was mainly because yeah. I had long hair, so anything yeah. at the shoulder was fucked. So it, was that the turning point of short hair Mikey? No, not even close. We okay. still had about two years to go. Okay. <laughs> I, I just didn't know if that was like you had like one of those warrior moments. Nope, that <laughs> was. Because you know what I'm talking about. Like I, I don't want to say, because I'm not sure uh, what um, nationality is the most uh, relevant in, but you know, the people that continually grow their hair and like the length of their hair shows like a sign of like strength, strength. or wisdom. <laughs> And you are, and just like I've got this. I tamed the fire, and all of a sudden the fire sends your the hair. Fire tames me. <laughs> you're, you're laying in bed that night, feeling the singed uh, uh, ends, and it's like you hear that slow, like violin, like epic music building up in the background. And you're like, no, no, uh, this, this will not stand. And nobody, t- nobody messes with the dew. <laughs> nah. Unfortunately, um, going back to something we saw going to Steve's the other day when we were uh, we were driving, almost about to hit the interstate, and this kid comes by on the sidewalk on a skateboard, and he tries to do some trick, doesn't land it, but whatever. 
and then we're watching this kid and then two girls walk up and oh, he's yeah. he's standing there with the girls and we're like oh he's hanging out with them uh-huh. we're like nah man hop on that board and keep going dude <laughs> you gotta leave those ladies behind <laughs> um so yeah girls will get you so that's 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 how the downfall of the hair happened. Oh. I had too many girls say, oh, yeah. oh, you'd look cute if you cut your hair. Oh, really? That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> I will say, though, the short hair really does work for you. It does, but it does. imagine if I never cut it, man. Oh. You already know what happens when I don't cut my <laughs> shit. <laughs> now, uh, talking about uh, fire things, I never... Uh, really had too bad of an experience with fire or explosives or anything probably the closest i've ever had to like a whoa scare um i had gone i had already been living in roanoke at that time and i came down and i was staying with steven and we had a few drinks that night and we decided that we were going to go out into the woods in the backyard and just set some shit on fire because we want to fucking do that. <laughs> that's yeah. what you do in South Carolina or uh, wherever it was. This is wing it. it. Oh, wing it. <laughs> this is in a suburban. This is where like, I grew up, man. This is, this is in a, no, this is literally in like a tiny suburban neighborhood I mean, with like could, neighbors. You could put Nutbush in this scenario and it well, would see, totally here's work. The thing about no, wing no, it. This, this is still like a tiny suburban town. This well, isn't in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Here's the weird thing about wing it. You drive 15 minutes one way, you're in the city. You're in Indian yeah. Trail, Matthews, close to Charlotte. You drive 15 minutes the other way, you're in the fucking sticks. Yeah. So it's right there in the middle. So mm-hmm. you get a little bit of both worlds. Yeah. So, so we, we, we travel our way into like the woods, uh, probably a good like 100 yards, just enough to where, you know, we can kind of see the lights, you know, from where we are. Right. And we brought enough shit, you know, for ammo. And I brought down some firecrackers, which that'd be, that's a completely different story. Um, <laughs> okay. Different story for a different show. Blowing and, shit up um, is fun. Oh, yes, it is. And we set a few things on fire, and we're getting a couple funny reactions out of things. You know, some things are doing little pops or, you know, melting a funny way. So, you know, we're enjoying it. And we finally get to the last thing, and it really lasted like a short time. We were out there maybe two minutes, and all of a sudden, everything we had was gone. <laughs> and we're like, well, that was fast. <laughs> now all we have is a lighter. <laughs> Dead serious. We went, okay, let's see if we can set the lighter on fire. And eventually, uh, nothing wound up happening. We heard like a tiny little... Yeah. From afar. We, like, we, we, did, we, we set a good little flame in there. And we tossed it in. And, we, uh, we, man, this ain't burning quick enough, man. We need to make this burn slower and prettier. So, so this is what happened, though. Uh, I sent him back inside because it's his house. I'm not picking shit out. And I said, go back inside and find some shit to burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the most white trash thing ever. I love it. <laughs> so he comes back. And one of the items he has, I swear to God, <laughs> I found this in my mom's drawer. She said it was a back massager. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing quite that good. One of those air horns. Those. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> he came with one of those, and he goes, "These things shoot real good." Flames. Yeah, they do. <laughs> this will look. This will look pretty damn good when we light this shit on fire, man. So we do it once. And it does a really good flame, but it was loud as <laughs> fuck. Because <laughs> again, we're drunk. <laughs> and we didn't think about that. 
<laughs> so now we've got this fireball shooting out of this thing. It sounds like a fucking train horn because we're, because we're being so quiet to not wake up his mom. <laughs> we didn't even think about the fucking air horn being loud. <laughs> so that scares the shit out of us. And we go, okay, we can't do that again. What else can we do with this? Well, let's set it on fire. <laughs> so we toss it in the little Kindle fire that we made. Let's burn this house. <laughs> and we go run. We go for the cover that we usually do. And about a good two minutes pass and nothing's happened. You are a fucking arsonist. Oh, no. oh yeah, dude. And it's like. There, it's like we saw some good reaction happening. Like we want to see the thing explode. You know, we know what happens. We were being smart about it. We were not like, let's see what happens when you put a can of compressed air in a fire. It's like, <laughs> duh, we know it's going to blow up. That's what we want to fucking do. I read the right. anarchist cookbook. So, so we toss it in there. We run for cover, and a good two minutes passes after it kind of inflates a little bit and moves. You know, it's clearly having some sort of reaction. It stops, and then slowly the fire goes out. About maybe a good five minutes has passed. And we're like, I guess it's not going to do anything. He goes, yeah. He, I was like, well, let's just call it a night. He goes, okay. So we go stand up and we, we, we're not going to go over to it. And um, we started walking back the opposite direction. All of a sudden, we just hear a fucking gunshot. <laughs> Shit. Pow! <laughs> that thing just scared the shit out of us. So after we knew it was like all settled and shit, we go running back over to see if we can find the wreckage because we want to see the wreckage of that. We searched for 15 minutes and couldn't find a fucking piece of that shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Have I shown you guys the video where the guy uh, duct tapes an M80 to a hairspray can outside yes. of a school building? I wait, think what? So. No. Oh, my God. Not outside the school building. I think you showed us something similar to that. This is like... Wait, what the fuck? This is like a minute long. It's not even that crazy. Well, it's crazy, but it's not. It's not that crazy. It's just a fucking no, bomb near a school. It's so, fucking crazy. I'm glad I don't have but... a fire story that can't follow this up. <laughs> I've had like fireworks explode like on the ground, and everybody like dug for cover like one Fourth of July, but that was it. Everybody's like in danger of being Willem Dafoe in Platoon, just being like. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. So if you go to YouTube and type in "Think Big," huh? It's the first thing that comes up. Actually, okay. I might have seen this. 55. I think I sent it to you I think, guys. Yeah, I think you sent us in the group chat. But it's still great. I've watched this a million one times and I still laugh. I started pulling a U. Half of the shit you send in the group chat I don't look at anymore. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fun. Looks like essentially like, what'd you say, an M80? M80 t uh, attached to a hairspray can that says, think big. Yeah. That's like some I swear I've seen this, but I didn't think that it was a school. That's like some shit from fucking uh, No Country for Old Men, fucking Chigar. <laughs> I do remember seeing that, but no, I didn't know that was near a school. It's either a school or it's, I don't know what it is. It looks like a school. He's out on like a black top with a court and there's a building. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but that definitely... I don't know. I don't think that's a school. That's a parking deck. That almost looks like a mall. I don't know. Either way. Either way. He sets off some alarms. Yeah, he sets <laughs> off some... Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now, I wonder, did any fucking charges get brought on him for that shit? I don't know. 
because that almost seems like an act of terrorism. Like, yeah, that was yeah. kind of funny seeing it happen, but seeing it Still happen in a public place. Shit up. Well, then Mark. we got to ask ourselves, who's the fucking narc? <laughs> himself. himself. He put it he out. at the fucking video. Dumbass. Like, who is this guy? Like, the worst fucking... Like, there's a difference between doing that, like, at your house and being a dumbass and doing that in public. He did that shit. They will in call the to cops. Me, yeah, to me that that crosses the line. Check a little out this bit. fucking makeshift weapon I made. I'm like, <laughs> y'all ever seen No Country for Old Men where he puts the silencer on a shotgun? I'm doing my own version. <laughs> Here's my redneck bomb. <laughs> hey, y'all, watch this. <laughs> Hold my bear. <laughs> Well, this has been a pretty fun episode, so I feel that it's about time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. I don't think you like it. <laughs> what is what that? Demon body oh was my that? God. That was terrifying. <laughs> what the I fuck, dude? I don't think you like it. Uh, Jesus. I don't think you like it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, okay, son. Whoa. <laughs> huh? Boy, right. I bought it at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I summoned it from hell. <laughs> uh, okay, son. How <laughs> about you been fucking listening to, man? Well, I've been playing a lot of goddamn acoustic guitars on right. this uh, Kelsey Ryan record, mm-hmm. and doing so all this with all this multi-track and up. Uh, I keep talking about how it feels like we're making Tom Petty records, so I've been listening to Tom Petty records as a result. <laughs> In particular, Damn the Torpedoes. I know that was his breakout album with all the hit, the all, most of the greatest hits on it. But if you dig deep into it and like watch documentaries on how this album was made, it's really they get really fucking nerdy with it, and it's fascinating if you're into this kind of stuff, whether it's drum sounds or all the layerings of guitars they had to do, kind of make just based off of you know three chord song structures that Tom Petty know how to write lyrically brilliantly with. So oh, definitely dude. That's right one of those on. Yeah, that's one of those records where it's like the the science behind it is equally as fascinating as to how good the songs are. Mikey, what you been listening to? Alright, so I finally I've been listening to music? <laughs> got Spotify Premium. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so um I've been listening to everything. So I can't pick uh, just one thing, but... Pick just one thing, please. I've been listening to about Spotify. All right. Well, the cool thing about Spotify is I've finally been able to uh, listen to all my favorite local bands. All right. So, like... Uh, a few okay, honorable... for, for local bands, I'll allow all right, a few so mentions. So a few honorable mentions. Uh, I listened to The Stir. Um, I've listened to War Boys. I've listened to Criminal Kids. And nice. my favorite has been uh, Trouble Boys. Which I think they're from Texas. Yeah, yeah. So we played with them at the Milestone last year. Sometime they were on Down South Showdown, and then Down South Showdown yep. we played with them again. So I fucking dig their music, man. They're damn good and got some real catchy tunes. So I think they only have one release on Spotify, 
but it's really good. Too. It's really good. Well, I know they're and in the playlist. I won't. I mean, this isn't me talking shit, but their recording doesn't do them justice because live it's so much better. I would say that's a running theme with a lot of the bands, and especially with your opinion. Because yeah. a few episodes back, you said you didn't care for Wildlife's recordings, yeah, but you like them live. But I like them live. When you yeah. see, when you see these songs performed by the amount of energy that that band plays live, you're just it's one of those deals where every time you're leaving, going, "Holy shit!" They're right. just the tightest fuck three piece. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Real cool guys too. And this week, I've actually been diving back in and listening to the Dwarves again. Nice. Um, OD'd on those guys around Halloween learning that set list. You've been putting a lot of, uh, or we've been putting a lot of black, black solo stuff on the Something Good For You playlist too. I've been uh, finding a lot of those. Yeah, because it, it doesn't really get played uh, too terribly much. And they're so. good too. So uh, the record I've been mainly jamming to is Radio Free Dwarves. Uh, what that was is they did some like radio show, college station, something, and did an in-studio in performance and recorded you know a handful of you know well they recorded the live broadcast and released it as a vinyl and some other shit and it's got like classics like Drugstore um, and Astro Boy shit like that, but it's even got some of the newer tracks that I feel. These versions are almost better than the album versions. Like uh, Dominator, that's on here. I like that version. Fucking of amazing. Uh, same thing with Drugstore. <clears throat> the I, version of Drugstore that's on here is just ripping. I think my favorite track on there is the like their version want. of Like You Want. Yeah. Dude, I think that's just a fucking perfection song anyway. Mainly because it's, it's a great lyrics, cool little guitar riff, and this version just has such a cool little swing and just pop to it. And just... It's like bl dwarves doing blues rock, but in their best ways possible for oh, them. Oh, yeah. No, and it was funny, uh, listening to that song, I started thinking about it, I was like, uh, if we ever do the uh, dwarves things again uh, for the Halloween, I want to change my stage name, and because we've got weird shit like He Who Cannot Be Named, uh, and then Black, he was like, Black the Ripper some, and Black, Black Jesus, and shit like that. Black Jesus, shit like that. So I was actually thinking on this one, go ahead and get the uh, room opinion, because this was actually given to me once, and I have a distortion pedal somewhere, and it's written on it. Okay. But I, I remembered it this week, and I'm like, ooh, that might be good for my black stage name. A Perfect Stiff. <laughs> I it's so douchey in like, the best way possible, right? and I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so if we do the dwarf shit again this year, a perfect stiff will be singing. <laughs> Mr. Bad Decisions. <laughs> that also works too Mr. for the whole Bad, bad Decisions. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking like rockabilly dad. Fucking... <laughs> I'm Mr. Bad Decisions. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the stupidest like goofy name because we because we already had one kind of for you, Muscles Mikey. Muscles I still Mikey. like that. I don't mind it. So, and Captain Nun, that already sounds like, you know, one of those kind of It sounds of names. like a bad dwarf name, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, so for that night, I was trying to think, it's like, come on, I got to think of something a little better. So, who knows? I might think of something else for the end of that. <laughs> Stiff little fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's the name of a band from I, Ireland. I'm aware, but I'm just like. <laughs> Somebody's yelling outside. Even they thought that was a bad joke. <laughs> what? Uh, 
whatever. Well, this has been the Something Good For You podcast. Uh, guys, if you got anything to share with us on Instagram, throw that hashtag Something Good For You. And again, if you want us to continue with that voicemail segment, why don't you give us a call and give us a voicemail? And that number is 513-463-7439. Give us a topic idea. Just tell us how we're doing or tell us to shut the fuck up. Either way, we'll play you on the show because we like to have fun and we like to get people involved. Uh, Cap, do you have any sort of housekeeping for us? We do. We got shows coming up uh, here before too long, y'all. On uh, March 23rd, we are playing the Firmament in Greenville, South Carolina for the South Carolina Punk Rock Fleet Markets. Yes, and the Fleet Market during the day is free. Uh, and then after the show, what is it, $5? $5 after, to get in, yes. And we'll have a table set up in, uh, during the day and everything, too. So if you want to come say hi to us, feel free to come on by. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, what date do we have after that? I know we finally got the milestone date lined up. And what is that? April 19th. 19th, 420 Eve, you fucking yeah. stoners. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be playing uh, with War Boys, Bless the Dead, and the Walburns. Yep. And same thing as we said last week, we're going to say it again. It's our first local show since November. So we expect to see some familiar faces if you are listening. And I think that's really about everything we've got for this week. It's been a fun episode. Y'all. I've enjoyed this. This is fun, y'all. Mikey, as Good always, time. thank you so much for coming in and joining course, us. Yeah. Guest. Lead guests. <laughs> Lead guests. <laughs> Cap, do you have an outro for us? The Philons would like to thank everybody in America and everybody outside of America for listening to our music. This is not something new that's going to come out of nowhere. No, this is something old and dirty. All right. I was quoting Old Dirty Bastard. Rest okay. Peace. All right. Cool deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one flew over my head, and I was like, um, Wu-Tang would like to thank all the people in America. <laughs> I should have done it in his voice. <laughs> right? Maybe. <laughs> Context. Yep. <laughs> this is something old and dirty. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.